Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore. This is Faith School, the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. You don't have to be overcome when you can be an overcomer. And uh, God's given us the greater one. He's given us his faith. This faith needs to be fed and exercised to develop. And that's what faith school is about. Uh, the development doesn't stop after you've joined a few classes. It's when you exercise that in your daily walk and daily life and month after month, year after year, it develops until it, it causes you to become a completely different person. You just see things differently. You hear things differently. You respond differently. You stop being a whiny baby. <laughs> and you stop blaming everybody <laughs> for everything. And you begin to be a man of God, a woman of God, a man and woman of faith. So let's pray again today and believe the Lord for what only he can give, his utterance and his revelation. Lord, we ask for it in Jesus' name. We ask for your anointing as you've been so faithful to give it, for your grace and your goodness, for your spirit, for the direction and help, and for all of us, for eyes, ears, hearts, and minds that can see and discern and understand. And we purpose to walk in the light of it and be doers of it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Turn with us again in the textbook to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. We've been on for weeks now, a subject we're calling By Faith, a uh, basically a verse-by-verse -verse study of this great uh, Hall of Fame of Faith, chapter 11 in Hebrews. It actually begins in the 10th chapter of um, Hebrews. Back up today, if you would, to verse 35. It says, uh, Hebrews 10, 35, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. It pays off big if you won't stop believing and expecting. Don't cast away your confidence. For you have need of patience. That word could also be translated perseverance, persistence. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We see a few verses later, it keeps talking about how faith pleases God. And this is talking about him not being pleased when faith is not there. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He tells us what faith is in verse 1 of 11, chapter 11. And by it, verse 2, the elders obtained a good report. Then we begin to see this phrase that is repeated over and over again, by faith able. By faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham. And as we mentioned before, after that phrase is some kind of verb, some kind of action word that shows how their faith was expressed and demonstrated. 
Faith is not just empty talk. Faith is not just a theological position we assent to for a few minutes on Sunday morning in church. Faith is a persuasion of heart and a confidence and conviction by which we live, by which we function day in, day out, month after month, year after year. A way of life, the just shall live by their faith. And we've made it in our study down to verse 11. If you'd look again, through faith, that's actually the same phrase as by faith. The King James changed it, but it's the exact same phrase as the others. By faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Let me read this to you from the, the Dewey translation. It says, By faith also Sarah herself, being barren, received strength to conceive seed even past the time of age because she believed that he was faithful who had promised. The Phillips translation says it like this, it was by faith that even Sarah gained the physical vitality to become a mother despite her great age. And she gave birth to a child when far beyond the normal years of childbearing. She could do this because she believed that the one who had given the promise was utterly trustworthy. Hallelujah. Now, why are we given this? Because we have the potential of believing like Sarah did. In fact, God wants us to. He expects us to to follow her example. And man, there's healing all through this because she had miraculous things happen in her body that enabled this to happen. And so can God still change bodies? Yes, he can. But it's not something that just happens independently of us. By her faith, she received strength. <laughs> even if you just need some strength right now <laughs> to be able to focus and pay attention to the class. And I'm not just talking about you here, but everybody that's joining us, you can receive it. I'm telling you, you can, because, you know, people can be, your body, your mind can be in such a state that you realize I hadn't heard a word they said in the last five minutes, you know, or I fell asleep or, or I'm hurting too bad or you can receive strength. Right now. You believe that class? So let's do it. Let's, let's just, no, no need in trying to go through the class in pain. Let's, let's receive some right now. Said out loud, Father God, you are the healer. You are my source. I believe I receive strength. Your strength. I take your strength into my body into my mind, into my soul. I receive strength. I take it by faith and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Do you count God faithful like she did? Well, got the same thing going on then. Same thing. What can we learn about Sarah as an individual that shows us how a person can have and live in great faith? We're given details. I want you to go back to Hebrews 11 again, please. Um, Hebrews 11.30, we're told that Sarah was barren and had no child. We saw saw the word there means sterile. In the natural, physically, there's no way that she's conceiving a child naturally and bearing a child. And this was when she was young, in her 20s, in her 30s. And of course, by the time, like we said, by the time she's 75, you can tell she's probably kind of given up on the idea. Uh, Some of the things we know that God told her hadn't happened at that point. He told her these things later. But at this point is when she talked about Hagar, you know, uh, bearing a child with Abraham and and they could have a, a seed to inherit and carry on the family name like that. But um, that was their idea, not God's idea. He, he told them, no, it's going to be through you. Later on, he says, it's going to be through Sarah. But one thing, another thing we'll notice about her, going down to the 12th chapter, originally she was not called Sarah. Uh, she was called uh, Sarahi. And I know that's different people pronounce it differently. I don't claim to be a Hebrew or Greek scholar, but best I can see, Sarahi. Some people say Sarai. But anyway, her name was different from what we came, come to know later, Sarah. And uh, Genesis 12, 11 uh, tells us something about her. Uh, Abraham said to her when they began to draw near to Egypt, Genesis 12, 11, he said to Sarahi, his wife, Lo, I pray you, I have known that you are a woman of beautiful appearance. And it comes to pass at the entering of Abraham into Egypt that the Egyptian, verse 14, the Egyptians saw the woman that she is exceeding fair. Now we have more than one verse that tell us about how beautiful Sarahi or Sarah was. And um, this is part of this story. She was exceptionally uh, beautiful in the eyes of her husband, in the eyes of kings, in the eyes of other people. She stood out in in a crowd, in a country. She stood out. And it's important to remember, she's also rich. (laughs) (laughs) she's beautiful and she's rich and she's got a lot of people helping her. She has maids. She has servants. Uh, We know from what happened with uh, the Pharaoh and then later on with another king, Abimelech, she spent some time in palaces. You know, Uh, It could be a little more time involved there than we have thought about. It was long enough for certain things to transpire, so I don't think it's an exaggeration that it could have been months. And again, you got that 
of being hauled off out of your home, away from your husband, into a, uh, a harem with a pharaoh, and then with the king, this was traumatic, right? And these, these are things that are part of her life. When they left um, their home country, um, they left with her father-in-law. And then after a number of years, they left Haran. When God told Abram, you know, to go out uh, and he'd show him where. And they traveled. And uh, you'll find that even though she and Abraham had some words or discussions or disagreements at times, she apparently was very respectful of Abraham. First Peter talks about that she uh, submitted to him and called him Lord. We see examples of that in the scripture. Now, you know, you say that today and you can almost hear people going, if you think I'm calling Harry Lord, you got another thing. Hey, this is not my idea. I didn't write this. <laughs> but Sarah is held up as an example of a godly woman and a woman of great faith. And she's also a way, you'll find this, godly people are respectful people. You, you can't separate it. And, and you see anybody that God has honored, what do you know about them? They are people who show honor. Because we know what he said, right? Them that honor me, I will honor. And so anybody you see that God, obviously God is honoring Sarah. Here we are talking about her, right? Centuries after she's been off the earth, gave her her own verse in Hebrews 11. God's honoring this woman. We know without even knowing all the details, we know some of the details, she showed honor. And she showed honor to her husband. You see that, you know, depending on how much time we look at these passages, it shows up. If you, you want to look at it closer, read the chapters that we're looking at now. And look at, uh, if you're looking for it, you'll see it. And yet, um, with everything she had going for, beautiful. We're, we're talking movie star looks here. Movie star looks and body. And rich, <laughs> rich, and yet she can't have a child. And that's a gap in her. That's something that she's, she wants so bad. And in the process of this, uh, they, they're traveling. And, you know, they, they are living a nomadic life. But you, don't, you shouldn't think that it's her and Abraham and a coffee pot and a pup tent. <laughs> Caravans. Caravans. They got money. They got gold. They got silver. She's got jewelry for days. She's got the best clothes you can buy. She's got people waiting on her hand and foot. 
Uh, Abraham's rich. Have you read the Bible? Yes. The Bible said he was very rich, very rich. God made him rich. Well, Sarah's part of that, right? She's right there. What's he spend all that money on? <laughs> you know, she's probably got 500 pair of sandals. I mean, she's, right? <laughs> she, she's doing wonderfully. And uh, uh, the reason I, I'm talking about this is it's possible to have so many things going for you and yet focus on the one thing you don't have and be unhappy or unfulfilled. And that's a waste of good energy. And you can mess up some good days being sad about something you don't have when God has given you all of this and he's going to give you this too. <laughs> Right? She didn't see it then, but he's going to give her that too. Is it true that if you'll delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart? Well, now crying and feeling sorry for yourself and griping about what you don't have all the time is not delighting yourself in the Lord. That's being unthankful and it's being unbelieving. And here, here's a great truth here. She was physically barren for decades and everything told her she always would be. And yet she bore a child that changed the world. Praise God. Uh, Isaac and the lineage that led to, to Jesus. Um, it's possible that you can be barren in whatever way we're talking about no good spiritual fruits, not producing anything morally good for years. And yet, if you'll trust God and not give up and quit, He can bring something out at the end <laughs> that just blows everything away, that just makes you forget about everything else. Right? If you won't give up and quit and say, ah, oh, it's too late, I'm too old, it's been too long, too much water under the bridge. None of those are scriptures, right? right? right. We walk by faith, yes. not by sight. Yes. And so they come to Egypt and uh, Abram perceives he's in danger <laughs> having such a pretty woman <laughs> in this country because that did happen. People would kill you and take your stuff, and take your, your wife. And so uh, he said, you know, say you're my sister, <laughs> and that way I won't die for, because of you. And uh, later on, he tells Abimelech, he said, well, she is my half-sister, and she was. And of course, sometimes people talk about, well, where did uh, uh, Cain get his wife and weren't able to get his wife. Well, um, they, she, he went on to say she was the uh, daughter of my father, but not my mother. Half. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody, all of us go back to Adam and Eve. Yes. Did you know that? That's right. Huh? That's right. <laughs> and Noah. Mm -hmm. Right? After the flood, it was Noah. That's why Racism is ridiculous, yes, it is. Right? right? We all got the same parents. Right. Hmm? <laughs> right. 
and uh, curly hair, straight hair, <laughs> blue eyes, brown eyes, light skin, dark skin. We all got the same parents. But anyway, she, they show up there, and sure enough, the Pharaoh's people see Sarah, and they think, wow, that's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And so I guess they got standing orders to go back and tell the Pharaoh when they see amazingly beautiful women, and they did, and he said, well, bring her in. So they went and talked to her, and uh, she's, who are you? What are you to him? That's my brother. They said, great, come with us. And they were in the country. They're not in a position to just say no. The soldiers would have taken her by force and inflicted pain and casualties on the family. So she's got to grab some stuff, whatever time they gave her, and go. And she is now in the palace with all these other wives and with all this, it's a strange culture. And the reason I'm bringing it up, she used her faith here. Yes. Do you think she's learned anything about faith? Yes. Walking with God with her husband, yes. huh? Since they left Haran, seeing what God did for them, seeing how God made them rich and how he's protected them. And what do you think she's doing when they're hauling her out of her house, huh? Do you reckon she prayed? Anybody think? She reckon she prayed? Reckon she believed God? And I mean God, he moved and shut down a whole palace and Pharaoh and revealed to them that they are in danger <laughs> because of who they got in there. And God delivered her out of that, kept her, protected her, took care of her, and delivered her out of that back into her home. Praise God. That's a miracle. Because in that, in that day, in that time, the Pharaoh got you and took you. That's it. You don't go home. You don't, you don't ever go home. You don't, there's no other ending of this. You're the Pharaoh's property till you die. Didn't happen. God worked miracles. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What's amazingly, amazing is years later, this happens again. Decades later. By this time, she's an old woman, right? She's 80s, 90-year-old. And King Abimelech's people spy her. Now, this is, the Pharaoh was, was one of them. This is another, it's a king. And she is so stunning to them that they tell Abimelech, he says, well, I got to see her. They bring her in. He says, well, I got to have her for a wife. <laughs> is this amazing or what? <laughs> and uh, what, what do you reckon she did? Do you think she used her faith here? Hmm? You, you are never a helpless victim when God's on your side. You are never helpless, hapless. You're never just a, 
a victim in somebody's hands to control or use or destroy as they want to. God is bigger than everybody. Do you believe it? He's bigger than pharaohs. He's bigger than kings. He's bigger than kingdoms. And he will shut a kingdom down for one woman. Hmm? Now I'm sure Abraham was praying too. Right? When they hauled his wife off. You know? I'm sure he's praying. Oh God. Not again. <laughs> and maybe, maybe Abraham's a Help us saying, hey, that's what happens when you marry such a pretty woman. I mean, everybody wants her. No, no. What, what do you think they're saying? God got us through this once before. Right? He'll get us through it again. Whatever it takes. And so you, I, I, I'm sure Sarah is not just, you know, hopeless in this situation. She and Abraham, they live by faith. They've been living by faith for decades. She's not stopped now because she's in a crisis situation. Abimelech's people, people took her in, make her part of his harem, and uh, they're believing God. And man, God gets a hold of Abimelech in the nighttime, <laughs> gives him a dream. And this is how he starts it out. He says, you are a dead man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are a dead man. Because the woman you have taken is another man's wife. He's a prophet. And oh man, when he woke up the next day, he's king over a whole realm and kingdom. But he is shaking in his socks, man. He calls for all his people. And when he told them, the Bible said all of them got scared. They said, what have you done? What have you done? And so they called him in. And he said, what, what is this that you have done? And he said, why did you do this to us? He said, I, Abraham said, I perceived that there's no fear of God around here and that y'all would just kill me and take her. And so uh, Abimelech said, please, please take her back. And here's a bunch of gold and here's a bunch of cows and some sheep. See, the Lord, isn't it amazing? It looked like he's lost his wife, the love of his life, uh, you know, the, the matriarch of all their camp and their people. And yet he didn't lose her. He got her back and they got more rich. Yes. <laughs> is this amazing? Yes. This is what happens when you won't give up and quit. Yes. You, when you won't get hopeless and just despair. And so this happened, I mean, it happened with Pharaoh. He gave them servants and gold and stuff and livestock. Now it's happened again. They already had so many cows and, and livestock and stuff that them and Lot couldn't stay together. Can you see this? Rich, rich, rich. But they did not give up and quit. Even though the enemy gets a temporary grip on you and disrupts or pulls you out, rips you out. Don't you quit. You say, no, no, this ain't the end. God will restore everything to me. Hallelujah. And you stand your ground. And if he has to shut this down and open this up, if he has to give a president or a king a dream or shut down a whole kingdom, God is faithful to his faithful. And she counted him faithful. Praise God. That's it again already on our time. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. 
giving glory to God. We'll see you next time.